Welcome to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. My name is Dr. Sharon McLaughlin. I started the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Facebook group. It's a place where we network, we learn about business, healthcare, startups, tech. And each week on this podcast, we're going to be hearing about inspirational stories from our members, as well as those in business and medicine who are really making a difference and stepping outside the box. If you like the podcast, do me a favor, give it a great review, and I'll see you on the podcast each week. Hey, docs. Today, I wanted to let you know that we have Dr. Carrie Claudia Allen, who is a board-certified family medicine physician, a motivational coach, a lecturer, an author, and community activist. She attended the historically Black University, North Carolina Central University in Durham, North Carolina, and obtained her medical degree and master's of public health at Boston University School of Medicine. She completed her residency training at the Prisma Health University of South Carolina Family Medicine Residency Program, where she currently serves as Associate Program Director. Her interests include maternal child health, anti-racism, and mindfulness. She also published her first book, Envision, which we're going to be talking about today. The title of the book is Envision, a vision journal on loving yourself whole in December of 2020. She is a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority and serves on various community boards in Columbia, South Carolina. Her favorite quote is, I learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And that quote is by Maya Angelou. Carrie, thanks so much for being here today, Dr. Carrie. I'm so, you know, we had spoken before and I noticed that you had a journal and I was like, this is perfect. It's December. So this is perfect as far as uh, timing. It's really good for this one. So tell me, if you're practicing medicine, how did you get interested in being a public speaker by creating the book? Tell us about, you know, how, how these side gigs came about. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really excited to speak with you and your audience. Um, I am I recall sitting in my office, I'm a family medicine doc, Um, you know, I'm talking about diabetes, hypertension, obesity, all day long. Um, And hearing the individual stories, I'm realizing that there is this mind, body, spirit connection where people who don't see themselves as worthy, don't see themselves as, as an investment, Um, have a tendency to give to everyone else and leave nothing for themselves. And so I'm, you know, talking to professional people all day long who are running from meeting to meeting. They're grabbing fast food. They are, um, you know, not getting any exercise in. They have meetings from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., going home tired, and they're putting on 20 pounds a year. And now they're diabetics, and now they have hypertension by the age of 40, and never stopped to put themselves on their own calendar, so to speak. Never stopped to say, I'm worth getting up at five and doing a quick exercise routine or meal prepping the night before um, so that I don't have to grab fast food, et cetera. And then when I dug deeper, I'm realizing that these things started in childhood, that people's blueprint, um, you know, they maybe never never saw it from a parent or um, maybe there was something traumatic that happened and they never forgave themselves. They never forgave the offender. They're walking around with spiritual wounds. And so um, 
a friend of mine, I got into specifically journaling. A friend of mine was showing me uh, her vision boards. And so most people know vision boards as, you know, you cut out the magazine clippings and you put them on your wall. And sometimes they end up in the trash. Sometimes you go back to them. Um, But she was putting hers in a journal. And I sat there and I thought about all of the things I've seen, all of the trauma I've experienced, um, the chronic conditions I've accumulated over time, not caring for myself. And I started to say, if I can envision a different life, I know that I can have it. And so I started putting things in my vision journal. It's crazy because I was putting running shoes in there and I was like, I want to run. Um, I put a partner in there. I, you know, I want to be partnered. Um, I put a a woman who has an ideal body weight for me. I want to look like that. And I decided I can have it all, but I can't have it all still carrying the trauma that I've been carrying, the unforgiveness, you know, um, dealing with a father who was absent, um, you know, growing up with family members who were addicted to substances. Um, I had not reckoned with that and healed from that. And so I never prioritized me because little, little Carrie, you know, that was still six years old inside didn't know how to love self or how to be fully loved. And so grown up Carrie wasn't fitting herself into her life. And when I made that connection, I even started giving journals to my patients. (laughs) I was like, how do you really feel about yourself? You know, how, how do you process love? How do you process your environment? How do you prioritize self? And started working with them instead of pumping insulin into them, instead of adding a new medication every month, I'm talking to them about meditation and automatic writing in their journal before they sleep for insomnia and yoga for chronic pain. And then I realized we are making those mind, body, spirit connections, and that is getting better outcomes than just this medicine that I've been trained to pump into patients. Carrie, there's such a push for lifestyle medicine right now. So I'm glad that you're bringing this in. When you, what gave you the idea of the journal per se? I know that you had talked about the magazine clippings. Did you want it more organized? You mentioned that you gave journals to some of your patients. How did this idea come about? Yeah. So I've always journaled um, in some way, shape or form. I kept a little diary as a child. So I I had journals around my home. And one of the things I found is that when I had made vision boards, you know, they're big, they're clunky. Sometimes um, they fill up half the wall. And then when you take it down for the next year, what do you do with that journal or with that board? And so um, again, I was sitting at the kitchen table with one of my friends and she had given me this, this idea, but And she wasn't intentionally making a journal. What she was doing was decluttering her space. So she clipped up all of her vision boards and pasted them into a notebook. And I said, oh, this is a vision journal now instead of a vision board. And so then I took a blank uh, composition notebook. I did the same with my vision boards, kind of clipping in and pasting. And then I decided to create uh, separate spaces for each part of my life. 
So I made a finances budget section. I made a gratitude section just to kind of remember all the amazing things that happened that year. And this was in December, 2018. Then I made, you know, what do I want love to look like? What do I want career to look like? And so I sectioned it off. And so as I went through 2019, I was putting different, you know, clippings or writings journal passages, diary entries in under the different categories that I had created in this book. Um, I will tell you this, the thing I felt, you know, I'm very spiritual. I feel very connected to source. I call my source God. I felt like I heard or was moved by the spirit of God instead of writing out all of my desires, because I think that sometimes when we think of vision, we start putting the big house on there and we start putting the pool in the back. And, you know, um, we have the five kids and, you know, millions of dollars. And instead of moving from a place of, let me think of the biggest, grandest thing that I can put on here, I felt moved to say thank you first for all of the things that I already had, all of the small miracles that had already happened in my life. And so that is how the gratitude section came about. And I discovered, I, this is the way I, I phrase it, abundance is my North Star. So I want to live in abundance, but gratitude is my compass. And so if I start with gratitude, that will point me in the direction to how I can reach abundance. If I start from a place of, I have a small house, so I want a big house, I'm starting from a mindset of deficit. I don't have enough, let me put out into the universe what I desire and need to feel the deficit versus I am enough, I have enough. I am grateful right for where I am and the miracle that I even exist right now. And from there, I create more. So in December, 2018, I created a gratitude list and I said, I'm not gonna ask for anything in 2019 without saying thank you for everything I have here first. And I think I wrote over 200 things just in a list. Meetings, speaking engagements, um, you know, my home, I, I'm, I'm writing this from a warm living room in front of a fireplace. You know what I mean? I'm just writing all of the things I can be grateful for. And then I said, out of this place of gratitude, this is what, uh, th these are what the desires of my heart are. Um, if it's the universe's desire, if it's God's desire to grant it to me, this would be beautiful. Instead of, I don't like the life I'm living. This is what I'm reaching for. Does that make sense? Carrie, that is so beautifully said. Really. <laughs> it makes me wonder, you know, um, I'm looking forward to getting your book and this is what I'm going to be using in 2021, 2022. We're going to get into more questions, but I think now's a good time. You know, we're part of the female physician entrepreneurs group. And I think we have something planned for 2022, right? We're going to be using your journal so tell us about the journal per se, like how it's set up, the current one that you have now, why people should buy it. And we're going to be doing this as a group, I should say ladies, but I was going to say guys, and I'm <laughs> looking forward to this. 
So go ahead, just give us a brief summary of what the journal itself is. And I have to say, I was looking on Amazon and other places as well for journals for 2022 prior to coming across you. And it, I haven't found a journal that I liked yet. And prior to talking with you, Carrie, Dr. Carrie was showing me her journal. And I think that this will be a great resource for many of us who it, it's, it's, it was really very reasonably priced that you're offering it. And it has a lot of great things in it. So in your own words, let me, yes. I'm taking up your time. Well, yes, I would love to work through this book with uh, our group. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about it. So it is very intentional, even in design. Um, I will say this um, in my grandmother's home and in many of the homes I've walked into our family, we keep a Bible at the front door and we usually keep it opened halfway through the Bible. And so if you open this journal halfway, right in half, and you just go straight to the middle pages, the middle portion of this book is called Gratitude and Grounding. I wanted gratitude to be the heart, the center of this book, because it is truly, like I said, it is truly the compass from which I want us to participate in our own lives. So the first section, um, you know, prior to, so the first half of the journal is broken down into mind, body, and spirit sections. So mind is going to be talking about mood, um, meditation. It has a mood log so that you can be in tune with how your mood changes throughout the month. Um, There are places to log every evening what mood you're in and what shifted your mood and the things that you can control versus the things that you can't. The second section is called body. This has exercises in it um, and you can improvise or add to, but just something to get your body moving. Um, The third is spirit. So in that section, we have something called spiritual inventory. These are questions that you have to sit quietly and be 100% honest with yourself about. Questions, if I remove my title, I'm no longer doctor, I'm no longer wife, I'm no longer mother. Who am I when every title is stripped away? Those are the types of deep questions we're going to. And I'll just pause and say, I had a young lady reach out after she purchased the journal and she said, um, you know, she sent me an email. She was like, I had to put the journal down. She was like, I got to question one asking me who I am outside of all of my titles. And she said, I had to take it to my therapist's office and we had to answer that question together (laughs) because she's just like, you know, no one's ever asked me that. I've never stopped to think, who am I? What are my gifts? What are, you know, what is my heartbeat in this world without all of the other titles that I have accumulated over time? So that's kind of, I want people to really unpeel the layers. So that's mind, body, spirit. And then the middle, the heart again is gratitude and grounding. Then the second half goes into relationships. So after we've dealt with self, the second half is dealing with relationship. So the first section in the second half is called family and friends. And it talks about childhood. What was modeled for you? How have you brought that into your own families as adults? Um, 
The second one is love, romantic love. So are you participating in it? Um, What is your definition of love? Where have you succeeded in love? Where have you learned in love? And then the final section is financial wealth. And I put that in there because um, so many of us, especially physicians, have very complicated relationships with money. Again, relationship. And for some of us like myself, becoming a physician was the first time I would ever even have imagined saying I have a little piece of money. (laughs) Um, You know, I came from humble beginnings. And so then it's how do I spend my money? What does that say about me? Um, I'll tell you a quick tidbit. I was scared to spend a dime in my first year as an attending because the only thing scarier than being poor, I think, is becoming poor again. And so how do we let go of fear and let our money work for us? How do we become comfortable, you know, saying um, maybe I'm the only one in my family who can live this comfortably? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Um, Do I have some attachments with money or attachments with people related to money that I need to let go. So we go very deep. That is the book in a nutshell, mind, body, spirit, family, friends, romantic partnerships, and our relationship to money. And then always back to gratitude. I'm glad that we go in depth because we're going to be going through it for the year. So I'll put the link in the show notes. I'll be putting it in the group as well, but please purchase the journal. And we're going to be doing this together as a group. Yeah. Looking back, I don't want specifics. Okay. Because I worry about intellectual property and whatnot, as far as printing of the book, uh, revisions, anything you can tell us about your journey, as far as I had this idea, now I have a product. If you were to do anything over again, would you have done anything differently? Yeah, um, that's interesting. I think that um, I'm very proud. This has been an intimate process because the way this started was I uh, had a friend who owned a a thrift store, a little uh, clothing boutique, and she pulled all the clothes out one weekend and let me rent the space to house a, a workshop. When I discovered how I felt like I had unlocked the next level of my life with vision journaling, I wanted to teach it to other young women. And so I hosted a Friday night girls night and we packed the house with 30 people, (laughs) sold out tickets because it's a tiny space. And we all went through and we journaled together. I brought in 200 magazines and we clipped and we journaled together. And so it was really important for me to be able to translate that into a sellable product because what I realized is that I wanted to share it in mass. And I didn't want it to be that you only had access to this thing if you were in my, you know, in my workshop in Columbia, South Carolina. And so that was difficult. There were definitely parts of it that I felt like weren't being fully translated. Um, For example, one of the things I absolutely love to do is in a workshop, I like to have women take sticky notes. And in the very beginning of the workshop, write on your sticky note, what is my intention for this this moment? When I'm getting getting down to, to sit down to do my journaling, 
What do I hope to receive? What gift am I putting out to the universe? And you just write words on there, love, wealth, happiness, peace, you know, and we would put them all over the walls. So if I had 30 women there, and everybody did five sticky notes. You know, we have a wall full of a hundred plus sticky notes and I couldn't translate the sticky notes into the journal. Um, in the next iteration, I am going to find a way to do that. <laughs> um, but this was self-publishing. You know, I used Amazon. Um, and so you have to do the format the way they want you to and uh, publish it to the Kindle. Um, but that's one of the things that, you know, if I can get connected and maybe, you know, some uh, larger publishers and, you know, you see those journals sometimes with really nice bows on the front and those kind of things. Um, that is that is where I would go with the next iteration, something that, you know, um, you can kind of peel off or different things. But what I will say is it still houses the essence of what um, of what I, I wanted. The other thing is that I'm not a graphic designer. And so I had to rely on a graphic designer to try to bring my uh, vision to life. But that was a good process. We worked very intimately with one another. I was not afraid to say, I don't like it. Let's start over. Um, I wasn't afraid to bear my soul and kind of say, I want my heart translated onto these pages. And I think she did a wonderful job at delivering that. Harry, I know I say this sometimes, but I really feel honored to talk to you. I think that this will be the first set and then this will be picked up by a publisher. That's my guess here. The reason why I say that is because you're so deep with your thinking. And usually as physicians, we're not. And, and we need it though. This is the problem. This is why a lot of us are in therapy. A lot of us are going to life coaching. And the mere fact that like some of us look at Brene Brown or we look at Martha Beck and I know their PhDs or whatnot, but you're a physician and you've lived the life that we're living, which is so what this is unheard of. And, you know, I know a lot through the group and I think that this is really going to benefit a lot of people. But I also believe that if we're buying products and services and workshops that I'd much prefer an MD to support an MD or DO, it, it doesn't matter, uh, rather than somebody outside of our group, outside of, you know, women physicians. So thank you for doing all that you're doing. Well, thank you. And thank you for giving us voice and platform and really just the encouragement because, you know, we're so beat up because medicine can be such a grueling and long enduring process that by the time we're done, you know, many of us have forgotten those gifts or we're still working 8 to 6 p.m. or crazy hours and maybe, you know, again, have those other titles of wife and mother and daughter now being in that sandwich age of maybe taking care of aging parents. And many of us are looking for or longing to reconnect with those gifts we have inside of us. And so it has been my absolute pleasure to be a part of the group where women are not only seeing that they are these um, brilliant physicians, but also remembering all of these other brilliant parts of themselves and learning how to not only make impact, but make profit from it. And so it is inspiring every day. Carrie, I'll put this in the show notes, but tell us where we can buy the book. Absolutely. So um, I sell it on my personal website at 
uh, myenvisionjournal.com. It's M-Y-E-N-B-I-S-I-O-N journal.com. Um, it can also be found on Amazon and we will, um, you know, put the title in the link so that you can just Google my name or Google the title and you can get right there on Amazon. Um, I try to compete with Amazon shipping. So if you order it from my website, I'll get it out the next day. <laughs> um, but yes, you can find it there. And then my, um, another way to reach my website is Dr. Carrie md.com so www.drcarrymd.com and then all of my social media has all of the links as well so it's d-r-k-a-r-i-m-d at drcarrymd and that is on twitter facebook instagram i'm all over the internet <laughs> perfect we, i always ask the question going forward what would you like to see but i think you pretty much answered that you know as far as you know other visions and but what you showed me is absolutely gorgeous and i'm so happy like you know hunker down and just let's do this as a group it's a yes, great journal wonderful i think people are hungry for it i think people are ready to go there and to really unlock their own visions so i am ready anything else you'd like to share with the group no, just thank you so much again for having me. And um, I just want to let everyone know, I actually said this earlier um, in my prayer time this morning, um, it is absolutely never too late to create and execute your vision. So even if you are 20 years into your career, you know, if you're sending kids off to college, um, if you want to be a baker, if you want to be a writer, if you uh, just want to redesign your home, whatever your vision is, it is always the right time for it. So be unafraid and know that when you put your vision out there through love and gratitude, the universe will put wind to your back to make it happen. Thank you, Dr. Carrie. Again, I'm honored. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.